one thing that we get to do that no other creature on the planet can do is that we get to add value by creating things. And I went from $40 million in revenue to watching everything that I had built for God get sold. You've got to make sure that your identity is solidly rooted in who you are in Christ and not in having money. I sold my company and I really had a hard time getting out of bed. Maybe been a long year, maybe been a hard life, maybe you're not alright. Faith-driven entrepreneurs to do what they want to do have to understand what God has given them. There's winners and learners, not winners and losers. I feel like I was chosen to be on this show for a reason and I had to do something. Like we are addicted to comfort. And he's called me into really difficult positions. That's what he's told me to walk into. People like you, people like me. This is where we all find grace. Come on now. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. This podcast and the whole ministry seeks to equip you, the faith-driven entrepreneur, to seize the unique opportunities that God has placed in front of you and overcome the challenges that life will throw your way. These are the stories of how he takes broken things and makes them new. Come for the podcast, stay for the community. Welcome to Faith Driven Entrepreneur. Welcome back to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur podcast. Today is, yes, you guessed it, a special episode. And I say that a lot. And every time I say it, though, it's true. And today, though, is maybe a little bit extra true in that we're doing a little bit of a behind the scenes about what makes Faith Driven Entrepreneur work. And so I'm with the person who makes all that happen behind the scenes, our Director of Operations, Sue Alice Sothoff from beautiful Western North Carolina. Sue Alice, thank you for being my co-host today. Yeah, it's great to be with you today, Henry. And it is a beautiful day in Western North Carolina today. Uh, Every day is a beautiful day in North Carolina. And I miss (laughs) I miss North Carolina. God called me out here to the West Coast, but I miss it. I miss it. Okay, so today is a chance for us to talk to our audience and help them to understand a little bit more about what they are part of, this broader movement that they found themselves in. When we think about our strategic plan and where God has called us with Faith Driven Entrepreneur, we come down to two things that we really feel are our things that we focus in on. Number one, content, and the other one is community. Content, you'll understand, of course, the blog and the podcast are uh, are content. Community, many of you are familiar with FDE groups. We had FDE groups in the January-Feb cohort. I guess we had 1,600-plus faith-driven entrepreneurs getting together in a community from 88 countries. A place, though, where content and community come together is our conference And yes, I think it's probably pretty easy for people to understand about how that means great content. You've seen it before. We've had several, and we have some of the very best minds um, across Christendom, from Dude Perfect to Tim Keller, talking about what they see God doing in the marketplace as a way to equip, empower, encourage a faith-driven entrepreneur. But what many people might not know is that it actually really lends into community as well. A couple of years ago, as Rusty probably told you in the intro, we had a volunteer that said, you know what, I'd love to go ahead and do a watch party. We had an online event. I guess we had maybe 800 people, and there's one watch party. Well, last year, we had 300 watch parties amongst thousands and thousands of people dialing in from around the world. It's a really special time to come together, and even in the midst of a pandemic, to be able to celebrate what God is doing locally 
And that's one of the things that's so key because entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't need to be and it most surely is not if we're together in local community processing content and meeting people like yourselves. So oftentimes we hear from faith-driven entrepreneurs when people say, I think I'm the only, I thought I was the only one until I met these other 30 people at a watch party. So Sue Alice, thank you for joining. Before we introduce our guests that are great representatives from the faith-driven entrepreneur community, you've been such a great encouragement to both of us. Who are you and where do you come from? Yeah, well, I'm Sue Alice Sadoff. As Henry already said, I'm director of operations here at Faith Driven Entrepreneur. I live in a little college town in the mountains of North Carolina called Boone and have been part of this Faith Driven team for just over a year now. And it is really exciting to just see how God has been bringing our team together and entrepreneurs and investors who are partnering with us in this movement as we are taking this mandate from God to go into the world as we're called to create and find ourselves made in his image. We want to be a part of what he's doing in the world. And so I want to go ahead and pass it over to our guests because they are the real stars of the show who everyone wants to hear from. So Ryan, Lacey, Martin, Bonnie, we're really glad you're here. Why don't you tell us who you are, where you come from, and how you got connected to the faith-driven movement? Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Lacey Ellis and I'm from Kansas City. I'm on the Kansas side. For those of you who are familiar with Kansas City, we're kind of split in between Missouri and Kansas here. We live on the Kansas side and I've been an entrepreneur now for, I think it's close to nine years. I can't really believe it's been that long, but it's been about a year and a half since I got actually acquainted with Faith Driven Entrepreneur through a friend that has an awesome business. And we ended up figuring out we were both following after God's call for our lives. And he said, you need to check out Faith Driven Entrepreneur. Have you heard of this? And I said, that's a thing? Like what? I've been looking for something like this for so long. So I was so excited to hear that it was happening because as you guys know, following God's call and really co-creating with him is a very different path. And it's just so encouraging to walk alongside other people who are doing it that same way. So that's how I got plugged in. My first group was about a year ago. It actually started in January last year. So I got to go through the foundation's eight-week course with Steve Miller, who facilitated that group. And that's where I got started. I'm Bonnie De Jesus. I'm 72 years old, by the way, and I'm married to one wife, Stella is her name. And we have three adult children. One is unmarried and two are married. Uh, I have one grandson. I'm a chemical engineer by college background, but I went into finance. I'm now a freelance financial consultant. I help companies uh, expand by accessing funds from banks and financial institutions. And we started this uh, Facebook called the Market Project Community. Uh, people joined. Uh, we had small groups talking about all of these things. And then one day, one of the members of the Market Project, Carlos Arsenio, called me and he attended actually one of the conferences a year ago. That was 2020 during the pandemic that he called me. And he said that there's this uh, group called Faith Driven Entrepreneur investor that he wants me to be introduced to 
and said yes. And I was introduced to Christine Rico. And that was a breakthrough, actually, because it's not easy to start a movement. The market project is a movement without any model or template. It's not easy to do something that you feel that the Lord is asking you to do. And yet you feel like, are we the only ones globally? And when I talked to Christine, I saw God doing something globally where we're just a part of. And that's for us very important. That's very significant for us. My name is Martin Kibisu. And I love working with entrepreneurs. So I think that's important to note. I really believe that entrepreneurship is the answer to a lot of the challenges we face, whether it's poverty reduction, whether it's um, unemployment. Yeah, I believe so. Where do I come from? I come from Nairobi, Kenya. That's where I live. And I connected with the faith-driven movement through a gentleman that I met, uh, who's now become a very good friend, Mr. Ray Barrett. So we met with him over lunch. I was introduced to him by a mutual friend and we met over lunch and we just teach it out. So that's how I learned about and got invited for the first faith-driven entrepreneurship meeting. Yeah, so that is my connection through Ray Barrett. So I consider myself as support system to the entrepreneurs. So I have attempted entrepreneurship in the past, but the passion I have is to come alongside entrepreneurs because I have a vast experience in the corporate world on strategy development, on innovation management. And my training is I have a master's in organizational development and I've worked in the aviation space for over 15 years in different roles, whether it's project management, change management, innovation, continuous improvement, strategy. And so my passion is to be able to take that skill that I've learned over the years and use that to be able to support entrepreneurs, support them in terms of help them put structure, help them come up with proper strategies that would enable them build businesses that will outlive them and that will have an actual impact. Well, my name is Ryan Crozier. Romania is an incredible country uh, for those of you that have been. And if you haven't yet, you got to come. It's amazing. It is amazing. So a quick plug on Romania Henry and, got and to Ryan come and Crozier. Visit us. Um, it was one of the great highlights of my professional career, my ministry career, which is one in the same, was being with you all in October and this, the warm reception from Faith Driven Entrepreneurs in five different cities in Romania. And uh, it's amazing what God is doing there. An incredibly beautiful country. We had an event, of course, in Transylvania, which my kids thought was really, really cool. But cooler than that is just this ecosystem that's being developed through your leadership and so many others. So yeah, Romania is awesome. I'm very blessed just to get to be part of it. And God's doing some really cool stuff here. And there is, as you experienced, a desire amongst Christian entrepreneurs to, like you said, to find community and to be themselves and get to be an entrepreneur and talk about faith and God is, it's rare environments where you feel safe to do that. And you guys have helped create that. And so, um, we're really glad to just to be part of it, and uh, it's been fun to, to be on the journey here as, as God is moving in this country in incredible ways. Awesome. So glad to have you guys here. So let's start with the why behind faith-driven movement, how you guys got connected. Lacey, you kind of alluded to this already, but dive in a bit more to why is the faith-driven movement important to you, and tell us maybe even just practically how it has made an impact 
in your lives over the last few months, years as you've been connected? Yeah, so it's always been really important to me as I started my company back in 2013. I actually didn't even really think of it as starting a company so much as I thought of it as partnering with God and really following this calling that I had to create this tech product. Um, found out pretty quick as I plugged into the entrepreneurial community here in Kansas City that, well, Lacey, that's going to have to be a company because <laughs> if it's not, there's not going to be any way to raise money for it and to really do what needs to happen to bring this to market. And so I said, okay, Lord, okay, friends, we're going to figure this out. <laughs> and so I started learning how to raise money and do everything that it takes to essentially become an entrepreneur and to start a company. It was definitely the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life, especially since my background is art direction and design, and I'm having to learn how to build projections and investor decks. It was a whole new vocabulary, everything. Thankfully, the Lord sent lots of amazing people that made that possible. No way I could do it alone. But the whole time I'm thinking, you know, I would love to walk alongside or be in community with other entrepreneurs who are doing this, not just to build companies that are about making money, but really fulfilling a calling to co-create with God. Like I knew there had to be other people doing this. I just didn't know where to find them. And even though I was so deeply plugged into the community here, nobody talked about it. Even if I would bring up matters of faith, once you get comfortable with people, you start talking about your lives and you meet people that are comfortable talking about it. But still, there was no organization here, nothing even through the church that I could find. And so I just always kind of had that in the back of my mind. I wish there was community. I wish there was a space and people um, that I could talk about this with. So honestly, when I heard about this movement in this group, I was just so excited to start getting plugged in. And that's kind of what got me to this point. And then it's just over the past year, really been huge for my own personal journey and my business journey to meet people continually. I didn't really think that I would actually jump in and host a watch party or do any of the things that that took. But I was really encouraged by Steve, who was the facilitator in the group that I was in, the first group last January. And then he connected me to some people here that I had never met before here in Kansas City who were really excited about it and had some connections to Faith Driven. And it just started to bloom. And I could tell that the Lord wanted this, that it wasn't me. I always know that it's God moving when it's not Lacey willing it into existence. And it just starts, it starts happening and people start coming and things start kind of falling into place. So I really just wanted to be a steward to just let this be God's. And we were able to connect. So Martin and Bonnie, how did you guys pull off your event? Give us the details. How did you decide to host, who to invite, and all of those details? We got a couple of, of entrepreneurs, about 30, give or take 30 to 35. And we met at a place called Harry Heights, some uh, restaurant called Skips. So we had two screens and we planned to have some snacks and bitings because the idea behind it is we had the entrepreneurs come earlier and we wanted people to meet and get to know each other and get to connect and get to network and get to fellowship a little before 
the watch party began. And so after that, of course, we had the watch party and post the watch party, we had a Q&A session, which was also very insightful and informative where the entrepreneurs were able to talk about what is it that was the biggest inspiration for them, what was their biggest take home, what impacted them. And so the watch party was really impactful. I mean, like because of one, uh, the content, the different case studies, uh, I think for me, I still remember the guy who's who designed uh, a leather coffin. <laughs> that's that's very interesting. But the different case studies and the entrepreneurs really being able to feel a connection because they are also in the trenches to see other people in the trenches who've gone ahead of them and made it, coming back to tell them how they did it and the challenges they face and how they fight to stay. On course, in terms of I'm a person of faith and not compromise my faith, I will also value people over money. Yes, that was it. Yeah. I think the watch party was a very good preamble to the faith-driven entrepreneurship groups that then I got the privilege of leading because then the watch party is almost like it gives you a sneak peek into what the faith-driven entrepreneur movement is about. What I've gone ahead to done, as I've alluded earlier, is I was able to lead an FD group of about 15 people, 15 members, different entrepreneurs from different spaces. And it was during COVID, so most people were holding their stuff online, but we wanted to do an in-person meeting just to be able to connect better. And it was very impactful. Literally every single day, the kind of sometimes encouragement, sometimes transformation, somebody would come for an entrepreneur uh, would come for a meeting, like a young lawyer who's just started off his law firm. And after the meeting, we had a lot of conversations like, this is exactly what I needed for today. I'd reached the end of myself. And today's session has just lifted me up and given me new hope. Somebody would come and say, wow, today's session has clarified why I need to stand firm and not compromise my faith and my principles. And we had a lot of stories like this. And we even had somebody who gave their life to Christ through the FD movement, the sessions we had. And we had people coming out of the group that I was leading that then went ahead to lead other groups. So I feel like the watch party was a good preamble to usher people into the FDE groups that then enables faith-driven entrepreneurs to understand the value of the FDE movement. Yeah, so it was really powerful. They had this conference in 2021. I invited some pastors. I invited some members of the market project. And... Some of them called me up <laughs> after the conferences and they said, Body, this is so good. <laughs> I kept on taking down notes and it's so good, you know. It revolutionized my thinking. It changed the way I, I understood the gospel. And for me, that's, that's a good start. There were about, I think, 60 to 70 who attended. That's a good number for a start. And I believe that a seed was planted in the people who attended. God is a creator God, and he created us in his image and likeness, and therefore, we're able to create value. But how is it that, why is it that uh, some people don't know that? It's because like most of us in the Philippines, uh, we were trained to think that we need money, that we're needful of money, that we are poor, that life is going to be a struggle. As the saying goes in Tagalog, pahirap ng pahirap ng buhay. Buhay, life gets even harder and harder. And if we're raised in that kind of environment, the moment we reach the age of fending for ourselves, we're looking for just an employment and be able to make money. 
not realizing that we have talents and giftings that are even more valuable than money. So that's where I learned entrepreneurship, dealing with entrepreneurs. And when I saw that in the Bible, I realized that everything is in the Bible. Super cool. Super cool. So Alice, there are likely some listeners that are saying, wow, that sounds really cool. I think I could launch a watch party. How do I get started? But before you do that, please also mention a little bit about this year's conference. It's really special. It's going to be a little different than last year. We're going to have a little bit more time for people to gather and interact in between speakers, but it's going to be broadcast from a pretty special place. Tell us about it. Yeah, we are so excited. September 28th, Faith-Driven Entrepreneur. September 29th, Faith-Driven Investor. We're going to be coming from Nairobi, Kenya. There is such a vibrant entrepreneurial and investor community in Nairobi. And we are so excited to partner with some of our friends there to host the conference from Nairobi. As Henry said, we are going to adapt the format just a bit so that we can do exactly as Lacey alluded to, that we're able to open up a little bit more space in the time of day for everyone to just stop looking at the screen and start turning and looking at each other and talk about what impacted them. We have some incredible speakers that we're just starting to share a little bit about who those are, but we are really excited. We have Andy Crouch coming back. He's always a favorite. He's going to be talking about reclaiming the right balance of relationship and technology. Strive Masihiwa is going to be joining us to talk about opportunities in Africa if we're sold out. Jenny Allen is joining to talk about the importance of finding our people, our community, which is just what we've been talking about. And we have Tim Tebow talking about spending weeks in Africa and just what that has done even in his own life in his journey as a faith-driven entrepreneur. David Green from the Hobby Lobby um, Enterprise is going to be talking about running a family business. And then we also have Nikki Gumbel from HTB. Alpha Course is going to be joining us as well, and several other voices from across Africa. I'm not going to give too much away because we want to drip some of this along to keep people excited. There are so many more incredible speakers to come. But what's so exciting is that this is a global movement. As you've heard us say, the podcast goes to over 150 countries around the world. But what really makes it special is when this global movement takes root in the local community. And so as you heard the passion about what this has done to bring together entrepreneurs and investors in Romania, in Kansas City, I'm seeing it in my own tiny little town of Boone, North Carolina right now as well. There is just something so exciting about seeing transformation come in the place that you live with the people that you pass at the store and as you're driving down the road or that you're sitting beside in church each week. And so we want to make that opportunity just so easily available to any of you. So all you need to do to host is have a screen and a space and invite people. That screen could be in your house. It could be in your backyard. It could be a boardroom, a local church. Actually, I think there is rumor that that might be at a castle in Transylvania at some point. I mean, if you have a castle, use that too. So wherever you have the screen and the space to host people, to bring them together, whether that's five people, 50 people, 500 people, whatever that looks like for you, we want to help equip you to open that space so that you can spark this movement in your local community, find other entrepreneurs and investors like yourself who love Jesus and want to see transformation come where you are. 
All you have to do is go to our website, faithdrivenentrepreneurlive.org, or if entrepreneur is really hard to spell for you, like it can be for me, faithdriveninvestorlive.org as well. Go on there. It'll give you all the details about hosting. You can connect with our team, and we'd love to just start a conversation about how you can be that spark in your community. Indeed. So Alice, one of the things I want to do is close out our podcast time like we do with everyone asking, what is God telling you through his word, through the Bible? Maybe it's today, maybe it's sometime recently, but we believe that the Bible is alive and hoping you can unpack something that he's speaking to you about. Yeah, for me, I have one son, he's eight years old, and I I just got a Bible with kind of the margins to write. And so I started going through the Bible, just underlining and and highlighting and taking notes and prayers for him and want to gift it to him when he's 18. And um, man, that has really just lit my fire. That's better than scripture. That's better than writing down trash talk, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm enjoying it. And it's been more helpful for me in my spiritual life, you know, now it's, it's the benefit as well. But I came across Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. And man, Henry, I can really struggle to trust God, especially when it comes to business. And so that just jumped out for me. And for me specifically, uh, because I, I love doing good. I have the word good all over. I lead a nonprofit called Good Bureau. And even our agency name is the Romanian word for good. And so I just love that. Trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land. And I, I live in a land that I know God has called me to dwell in. And so it just man, jumped out for me. And I remember I came across that scripture right before moving here. And Mm. it was just around the same time I just celebrated 10 years living in Romania. So it just kind of reignited that passion and the love that I have for this nation and my calling. And yeah, it just meant a ton for me. Uh, Enough that I went to Etsy and I found a thing with I can put it on the wall. (laughs) If if you can get me to sign up for Etsy, that that was meaningful. (laughs) That's a great encouragement. Super cool. Lacey. Love it. Well, there's a couple. I'm trying to decide which one. I think I'm going to go back to my tried and true. So my life verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which most people know, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. And so that's been my verse since high school, and it's been really interesting to see how God has shown me new things in different seasons of my life. And I would say specifically as I've gotten into the entrepreneurial journey, to think that the Lord knew that I was going to be here is a really cool thought, right? Like, I knew that he was giving me that verse back then for a reason, but now it takes on such a different and powerful meaning because so often the journey of the entrepreneur is fraught with risk and it's a little bit unsettling and you just don't ever really know what's next and you just have to really trust that god is there with you and that he will make your path straight that he will guide you and that you're really with him and so so often i just think about that verse and i am encouraged that he's right there with me that he's my father that he's walking beside me that he's in control of the outcomes and that i'm just supposed to to walk, walk with him and to have faith and know that we're going in the right direction. That's a great word from you both. And I've got to be careful about taking God's word and, and bring too much into the thing that we're talking about today. And yet I can't 
escape the concept of dwelling in the land and what that looks like as we get involved in the local community and watch parties and groups. So thank you both. Grateful for you. You're both such an incredible encouragement to me, Sue Alice, and our team here. May God bless you and all the listeners to this podcast. To find out more, Sue Alice, close us out. Final instructions. Yeah, to find out more about hosting a watch party, go to faithdrivenentrepreneurlive.org or faithdriveninvestorlive.org. And you've heard us also talk a lot about groups. If you go to our website, faithdrivenentrepreneur.org slash groups, you can learn all about what it's like to jump into a community of 10 to 15 like-minded entrepreneurs, just like you, looking for a place to connect with others like them online, in person. We have groups all over the world and would love for you to join us there. We are grateful for the opportunity to serve the community and see listeners come in from more than 100 countries. Entrepreneurship is often a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. The best way to stay connected is to join a group study with other faith-driven entrepreneurs like yourself. There's no cost, no catch. In person or online, you can meet for an hour a week with your peers from your backyard or the other side of the world. You can also stay connected by signing up for our monthly newsletter at faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of many of our friends. Executive producer Justin Foreman, intro mixed and arranged by Summer Dregs, audio and editing by Richard Barley, our theme song is In the House by David Crowder. 